able to be with him in Belize two or three different occasions. Certainly experienced the power and the anointing of God. Doing a great work in Belize. God's using him to spread the gospel in that country. Building churches. God's certainly showing his hand and his favor and his blessings upon him. I love you, Brother Jorner. Thank you for being my friend. Come preach to us in the will of the Lord today. Well, I need the Lord. I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Bless me now, oh my Savior, oh I come to Thee. Can everybody sing, oh I need Thee Lord, <laughs> I need Thee every hour. Every hour, oh, I need you. Yeah. Oh, bless me now, oh, my Savior. Oh, I come to one more time, Lord. Yeah, necesito, Señor, necesito, every hour, every day, come on, oh, yeah, every hour, I need you, I need you. the Lord in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. It's an honor to, to be here with my friend, this good pastor of this church, and um, I esteem him highly. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the work of God that he's doing, the support that he has given us in prayer. We don't believe in Godfathers, but I think he's kind of like a Godfather. He was so graciously allowed my son and daughter-in-law to come here and stay. And my grandbaby is a Jenin. Jenin's eight, and uh, so she um, is like Allie. She's left here, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> praise God. But um, the. Uh, I appreciate what this church done for my son and, and daughter-in-law and my beautiful, most beautiful grandbaby in the world. And, uh, and I know that's contentious could be, but it's just the way I feel. I give honor to all the ministry. Brother Godair, thank you for the word of God last night. And I'm looking forward to Brother Kuhn. I esteem these men highly. Somebody 
described it as two whole wheat bread with bologna between it. So I'm going to try to hurry up and get out of the way. But I, I look forward to hearing Brother Kuhn understanding that my preaching, which should not take long, and then whatever he does will stand between eating. So I do want to try to hurry it up. I give honor to all the ministry here. Two elders in my life, God placed in my life over 20 years ago as my pastor. I saw him come in. I'm not sure if he's back there. Brother Brian Taylor, I give honor to my pastor. So thankful to God for him in my life. Brother A.O. Lyles back there, has, he and his wife and church has graciously be our coordinator for the mission field. And uh, I'm so, so grateful to them as elders in my life. I saw Brother Looper come in. He's here somewhere. It's another an old preacher in my life. No, he just come down and preached family camp for us. We had 20 to get the Holy Ghost. And uh, we're so thankful. Uh, so I recommend anybody who wants to take him on the mission field, take him. He just won't eat there, but he's uh, scared of everything, but he can never more preach. So we appreciate the, all the ministry here. God bless you, the saints of God that's gathered here. Thank you, Brother Townley, for the burden to have this meeting. I'm going to... I'll just play softly while I speak. No, I'm serious. Just go sit down. <laughs> Book of Luke, the 11th chapter. Um, I'm going to, honestly, the last time I was here, pretty much this is what I spoke about last, probably the last week or two. This has been heavy on my mind. I'm thinking, God, this is what I spoke about the last time I was there. I preached about this. I just couldn't get away from it. It bothered me. It worked on me. And so... Y'all hang with me. Luke, the 11th chapter, the 24th verse. And I do feel like it was confirmed today. I just couldn't get a clear direction. And Brother Townley sure helped me today with a clear direction. And um, let's go with the word. Luke 11 and 24, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walked through dry places seeking rest. Everybody say dry places. Finding none, he said, I will return into my house which I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. They enter in, dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Ecclesiastes, the 10th chapter. Ecclesiastes, the 10th chapter, the 8th verse. When you're there, say amen. Praise God. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. Whosoever breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. Whosoever breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Everybody say, God bless the word. Bible talked about, he said, I sought for a man that should make up the hedge, standing the gout before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. As we begin to study the word of God and we look at the introduction, we, we must understand that we fight a battle continually to hold lines somewheres. Whether we liberal, conservative, whoever you are. Good to see some of you liberals here today. But um, whatever you are, I will tell you that you have to draw a line somewhere. Somebody's going to draw a line. 
and you got to fight at that line. Amen? And so we must understand that in the lines of our life, we're men that's gathered here today, and some of you young, as Brother uh, Godair said, some of you want to get married, and, and, and some wish you never was. But anyway, in the midst of all that, we all must understand the bottom line, God's divine institution is marriage. And, and we have to draw some lines in marriage and draw lines where God wants us to be. And when we talk about marriage, then we must talk about family. And as we understand the scripture, the Bible talks about the unclean spirit that goes out of a man. Um, I, I found that in my life that uh, we, 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 we talk about crack cocaine and alcohol and this, but there's other things that goes beyond that bitterness and jealousy and hatred and envy and strife. And, and so there, there's a lot more sin than crack cocaine. Amen. It may take a while to show up and destroy you, but it will destroy you if you don't get rid of that. So that's why we constantly are battling the battle to draw lines somewhere and to make stands. I understand today whatever I do in moderation, my children will do in excess. So with that being said, I must be careful. There's some things that I learned as a young man coming up in Pentecost. I've held to them where other people have let it go. I've held to it because I understand when I start moving the line and when I start changing some things, I'm worried about my family. I'm worried about what's going to happen to my family. I've got a son that's 25 years old. I want him to come up in this gospel and to love truth and to love the things of God. I cannot afford for my daughter and my grandchildren to ever start looking and moving things around. And the reason I say this, the Bible talks about, he said, he that diggeth the pit shall fall into it. You need to be careful the holes that you open up. And when you get to fooling around the hedge, you better be careful where you break the hedge because the Bible said when you break open the hedge, a serpent will bite you. We study the word familiar, the root word in Spanish, and the root word is familiar, it's family. Can I tell you something? You get to fooling around with familiar things that your daddy used to do. I've watched it for generations now. I, my wife's family, they fought every preacher that ever came through the church. They, their grandpa did. He slapped around on preachers. The son did. The grandkids hate church. And the great-grandkids won't even go to church. It's because there's a spirit that fights the ministry. There's a spirit that's critical of the church. And if you ever let that thing go, it will get a hope to you. You can't afford to ever get critical of the church. I, I set my children down years ago. I'm just going to be open and honest today. I set my children down years ago. And I said, we went to motel rooms. And we would turn on the television. And we would watch things. Nothing bad, but we'd watch stuff. And you have watched. They were little kids. I said, you watch your daddy preach one thing and do something else. If you will forgive me for my double standard, I promise you, I'm going to raise you up in the fear of God. I'm not going to set two things in front of you and let you be wishy-washy that when you get old enough and I'm made a stand on that and I'm determined to take my kids to heaven I can't afford to play games 
Can I tell you why? Because somewhere's in my family, I look, my grandmother, you may be seated, my grandmother was a founding member of the Alexandria Church, very famous church. And today, when I look at through the family, there's nothing there that resembles Pentecost. They fellowship with Trinitarians. I don't want to even get that spirit in my heart and my mind. I can't afford to do that because I don't want my children looking at anything and saying, well, I can fellowship them or maybe they okay. I'm going to draw a line in the sand, make up my mind, and be determined we're not going that direction. There is a familiar spirit. And if you look back over your life and you look at your grandma, just because grandma told people off don't give you a right to. I'm just like my daddy. My daddy would bow up to somebody and tell them all, that may just be a spirit. My old Aunt Sally, boy, she'd tell a preacher off. My Aunt Sally would straighten the church up. My Aunt Sally would move from church to church if she didn't like it. Maybe Aunt Sally had a spirit that she never dealt with. And now little Susan's got the same spirit. Nobody can satisfy her. No preacher can preach it straight enough. Everybody's got faults. But Sally and Susie, can I tell you something? You've got to get control of that spirit and say, just because my mama and my daddy was that way, I refuse to be that way. I'm, I'm going to hurry, but I'm, I'm going to be personal today. And my dad, I walked into the to the nursing home, Hammond, Louisiana. Took pictures from family camp when Brother Looper was with us. And I began to pin them up all over the wall. My dad looked over. I just got him right by his bed. He looks over at him. Tears begin to run down his face. He said, oh, son, I wish I'd have done things different. I wish I'd have done more for God. I sat with Brother Francois, give honor to him today. One of the first men I remember as a small child preaching revival for my dad. My dad could go into a place, start a church, get things going. A little pressure would come. He would be gone. Anybody that knew my dad could tell you my dad could build a church, but he wouldn't stand up to pressure. And then... It become the presbyter vote on this church. The presbyter put his son in instead of letting him in. And then I, we, we talked about it and talked about it as a little kid. And I listened to those things. And I listened to this preacher's wrong and this preacher's wrong and this preacher's wrong. And this guy done this and this one done that. And I was so young. I said at 1, one o'clock, 1.30 this morning, I said, Brother Francois, what happened to my dad? I was too young to realize. I didn't understand it. I just knew there was a problem. And I'm going to tell you what happened. He wasted away many years, and he lay in, in a nursing home with regrets because every time pressure would come, he'd just run. Anytime, Brother Wilson, something would happen, he'd be down the road. And I had to make a decision. He was my mentor. He was, I honor my dad. I hope I can make this very clear today. Brother Aviar, he was my mentor. He's my hero. He put the gospel in me. But there come a day I realized that 
all I was was looking at everybody critical. And God opened the door and placed Brother Taylor in my life. And in the midst of that, I had to make a decision. I either had to go against my dad or I had to go against Brother Taylor. But I watched the man that even though things come against him, Brother Taylor did not spew bitterness. He just, let's pray for him. Let's pray for him. Hardest thing I ever done was walk away from my dad's ministry and had to make another choice. I hope I'm being clear today. I had to make another choice that I, if I keep going this way, I wouldn't be preaching today. Thank you, Brother Taylor, for allowing me to place myself under your ministry. I'm not telling you run out and change ministries and jump around, but I'm going to tell you, if it ain't straight, that's what you need to do. If it's spewing bitterness and hatred and, and, and all kind of garbage, you, your ministry will never get anywhere. I had, to make a, I had to make a decision when cancer came, when, 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 when people left the church. I'm not going to get up and run anymore. I'm not, I can't be like my dad. I will never accomplish anything. I will, I will be an old man with nothing if I keep going the direction he's going and I made a choice I'm going to plant my feet I'm going to build churches I'm going to live for God if you want to be bitter you can be bitter but I'm not going to let your stuff get me down just chewing on everybody that's not going to get me it runs in my family I'm trying to tell you but I refuse to be a part of that just because they are that way I refuse to be that way because I have seen the lasting end results of it it leads to destruction can you hear me brothers can you hear me sisters uh, brothers it is not it cannot be that way you've got to draw a line in the sand just because your daddy or your brother has done some goofy things you don't have to be that way you don't have to go that direction you've got to draw a line in the sand and say you know what I am part of the family of God I'm in the church of God I'm not going to be like them you may be seated this is the men's meeting men's meeting just because your daddy committed adultery don't mean you have to just because your daddy was a pervert don't mean you have to be a pervert. Just because your daddy didn't support the family. Yes, brother, go there and preach last night. That don't mean you have to go that direction. You can say, listen, my daddy may have been no good and my daddy may have been sorry. I'm going to make a different stand. I'm going to take a different direction. I'm not going to be that way. Many years ago, my grandfather owned a plantation in Red River Parish. Musicians come. He owned property everywhere, had employees, very successful. He began to gamble and he began to drink. All of that, he began to gamble everything away until they moved out of the big plantation home and moved into a rent house, become abusive. He'd come in and beat the kids, cuss the kids out, tell them how sorry and stupid they were. One day, my grandmother said, I'm not going to live this way. She took five kids, went to her mama and daddy's house. My grandfather knocked on the door. 
drunk and when my grandmother opened the door put a pistol between her eyes and shot and killed her in front of her own kids took the gun put it in his mouth killed himself my mother fought depression my mother fought spirits of suicide she fought every kind of spirit one day, Brother T.W. Barnes invited them to church. Mom and Daddy went to the altar, and God filled them with the Holy Ghost. Thank God for Calvary. Somebody said, your daddy's a, your grandpa's a drunk. Oh, that ain't nothing to do with me. I'm not going to be that way. Calvary and the blood covered us and protected us and surrounded us. I, I don't know if the theologians here can straighten me out. I don't know if there's a spirit of alcohol and a spirit of drugs. A spirit, I, I don't know. But I do know there's a destructive spirit that will come in. And my sister, my dad was pastor, and my sister's 14 years old. She disappeared. They looked far and looked far. And my dad finally found her after weeks, months, it was a long time. I can remember the black cloud over our home. We didn't know where she was at. She comes home, then they find out she's expected. Drugs. I'm going to tell you what happened. My mother, in her prayers, let the blood get over us. But there was a hedge. The blood. My sister began to bump around on that hedge and she broke it open today last time I ever spoke to her years ago she said I don't even believe there's a God five children all by different men new age if anything they're in and out of prison prostitutes drug addicts where, where was that something new that just hit my family? No, no, no. I believe that was a familiar spirit that was standing outside the hedge just waiting. That's why I can't afford to get around the hedge. That's why I can't afford to ever get close to the hedge because there's a familiar spirit that's standing out there just waiting for me to step out. Why do I draw so many lines and I tell my kids, don't go there. Move away from, oh, that's, that's crazy. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe it's not, but we're not going to even get near it because I've watched destruction in my family with familiar spirits that came along and it got a hold of them. I can't touch the hedge, Brother Hendrick. I can't, I can't touch it, Brother Kendrick. I've got I've to move away from it. My brother, crack cocaine addict, died an alcoholic, where did that come from? That old familiar spirit standing out there just waiting for us. And he stuck his foot outside the hedge and the viper got him. And don't you ever think that you're strong enough to withstand the bite of the viper. If you step through the crack, it's going to get you. 
You, the, the, oh, the, oh, there's some things that's been drawn that may not be all kind of scriptures and, and it may sound silly to you, but you ever step through that crack, I'm telling you, it's waiting for you. It's not worth it, Daddy, because you've got boys here today. You've got daughters at home that if they ever step out of it, it's going to get them. Would you stand? I have a brother that's 50 years old used to sing, play the guitar in church. I remember him preaching in youth services. He's been in off the streets. His family's all left. I remember getting a call. His little daughter, 18 years old, ate up with cancer. They asked me to come pray for him. Brother Goldie, I went into the place and Went into the hospital. She's laying there with black fingernails, black hair, black uh, lipstick, goth. She's walked in and said, baby, your daddy asked me to come pray for you. She looked at me and said, I don't need your prayers. I, I, I don't know when and where. I don't fault my daddy. He had bitterness and things and wasted years and years. But I do know that bitterness, hatred, people misdone us in church. People's going to mis mistreat you. Just get ready for it. But if you ever let bitterness begin to devour you, it's a cancer. My brother lives on the street, then he stays in halfway houses. His life is a mess. He could come up here and hand him the mic and he could tell you the plan of salvation on the street. His boy's in prison. His girl prostitutes and drugs. Just a mess. What happened? That hedge was broken. I've got the blood of Calvary on my life. And I refuse. I'm scared. I'm scared. When I tell you that I, I told my kids, I'm sorry, I'm not going to fool with television, video. and you, I made some mistakes, but I made up my mind. I'm not playing that game no more. I, I can't afford to. I'm telling you the greatest horror I can imagine is hearing my children scream at hell. Daddy, you knew it would get you. Why didn't you allow us to get near the hedge? I'm coming to beg somebody today. This ain't for everybody. But some of you are tormented with the fact of what your dad did. It's not your fault. There's a hedge that you can build. I'm seeking for a man today. I'm, I'm seeking for a man in this building today that could come to this front for the next few minutes and say, I have fought this thing, but I'm putting a hedge in my life just because my mama was that way, just because my family was reprobates. I refuse to be that way. Is there somebody today that would make their way to this front, draw a line in the sand, build some hedges here and say, I'm not going to play that game just because your daddy was abusive you don't have to be abusive sir just because your daddy beat your mama you don't have to be that way God bless you come on is there somebody else that says I, I come from a broken past but I'm come to make a stand today God bless these men come on everybody begin if you can just come up here and say I'm, I'm going to patch up hedges I'm going to make a stand
I'm not going this direction. There's a familiar spirit, brother. There's a familiar spirit. Young man in this building, you've got to make up your mind. I'm not going to be this way. Just because of my past, just because of my family, I don't have to be that way. I'm not going to cause problems in churches. I'm not going to create problems all the time. I'm going to be faithful, a man of God. Come and pray. Can you do it? Would you help me? In the name of Jesus. Say, so turn it back to them. Let's pray. Everybody, come on. Talk to God. Hallelujah. With him means everything to me. Just to know he's there and his hand is leading me. Though the world may pass me by, and go their way let it be for just to walk with him means everything to me